wait, this is the remix. The legal lens is back at it again with Angela Red Eye Bright. Go tell a friend. Unions in the labor movement, employment, law, and doing the right thing. Reparations in COVID 19, voting rights. The insight is priceless. KBLA talk, you know we got it. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens show. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens show. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens show. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens. It's time for the legal lens. Go, 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 Good morning. Hello, KBLA Talk 1580 listeners. This is the fourth and last weekend of March 2023, and you are tuned in to the KBLA Talk 1580 Legal Lens with Angela Redock Wright Show, where we bring law to light each Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and each Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are broadcasting to you live from Lamert Park, USA, which is a part of the Famous Crenshaw District of Los Angeles, which you all know that I love and always encourage you to come to the Crenshaw area, the Lamert Park area. When you get a chance, there's always something great and exciting happening here. And we are proud to have our KBLA Talk 1580 studios right in the heart of the Crenshaw District. Many thanks to J-Star for our Legal Lens Jingle remix. She did our initial jingle from when we first aired in October 2021 and did our remix for our anniversary show in October 22. And so we thank her for that. And she's doing great things in the entertainment industry. So if you want to follow her and maybe even have her write a jingle for something you're doing um you can follow her on instagram at j star music and star is spelled s-t-a-r-r j star music on instagram you can follow kbla talk 1580 on all socials throughout the week and you can follow my show and other things that I'm doing in the legal community and the broader community on Facebook and Instagram at I am Angela Redock Wright and I love when you follow me and let me know that you're listening to the show give me your thoughts about the shows from week to week your ideas on other shows that we might cover um, from a legal and policy perspective so please um, follow me let me know what you think give me your thoughts your ideas and check out other things that we're doing. I'd love to hear from you. Um, you can listen to KBLA Talk 1580 um, really anywhere. First, by downloading our app, you can go to your online store, download our app, listen to us anywhere on the go, not just this show, but all of our other fabulous shows throughout the week, including Dominique De Prima, our station founder and visionary, Tavis Smiley, Ariva Martin, um, and so many more. You definitely want to check out their shows throughout the week, um, across the board during the week and on the weekends. We are working hard to deliver you great content all across the board on KBLA Talk 1580. So please download our app, share it with a friend. Um, if you're like me, sometimes I still like to listen to old school radio. So you, of course, if you're in the Los Angeles area, can listen to us on your AM dial. Um, or sometimes when I'm at home and I want to listen to the show throughout the week, I just simply tell Alexa to play KBLA Talk 1580 
on TuneIn. So um, you can get, in short, you can listen to and get KBLA Talk 1580 in all forms. So there's no excuse, no reason not to listen to us and make us your station of choice throughout the week and on the weekends. Um, We are live today and we would love for you to Call a friend, call a family member, call a neighbor, let them know about the show today. We're talking about mediation and conflict resolution, particularly or specifically in the lawsuit and legal context. Not to be confused with meditation, which is a popular thing that's spreading throughout the world now. Um, but mediation, which is is different from meditation, and it is a form of alternative dispute resolution and conflict resolution. So um, if this is a topic that interests you or that you may not know too much about, you definitely want to tune into the show today and stay tuned in. We have two amazing guests, which I'll introduce momentarily. Um, But you want to call a friend, call a family member, tell folks to tune in and learn about this important topic. And they can you all can give us a call on our KBLA Talk 1580 power lines at 1-800-920-1580. That's 1-800-920-1580. We have two guests who are experts in the field of mediation alternative dispute resolution, conflict resolution. So if you have had burning questions or comments or maybe even have a mediation coming up yourself and you're not quite sure what to expect, these are the two ladies you want to call in and speak to and they can give you great insights and information um, about mediation, conflict resolution, alternative dispute resolution. I'm being very intentional about dropping those three words because for many, those words are new, not necessarily mediation, but and not necessarily conflict resolution, but alternative dispute resolution. That may be a phrase that you've heard that you, you know, may maybe have wondered what it is all about. So I'm being very intentional in dropping those three words because to, on today's show, we're going to do the tie-in to help educate and empower and enlighten our audiences, our audience, you are listening audience around these concepts and what they mean. So um, joining us today, and I'll just have you hear a hello from them. And then I'll formally introduce them in our next segment. But we have two attorneys, mediators, leaders in the mediation and conflict resolution field. Um, Attorney Jennifer Terrando. And I know I'm mispronouncing her name, and please correct me, Jennifer. Uh, but she is a president of the Southern California Mediation Association, um, an organization which I had the pleasure of serving as president of a few years ago. So good morning, Jennifer. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, Angela. You did great. Jennifer Toronto, and thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, thank you for making time on a Saturday. What would you normally be doing about this time on a Saturday morning? Well, I have three children, so it's it's a combination of a lot of running around. (laughs) Yes, I can only imagine. So thank you for taking time and thank you to your family for lending us to you for the next, uh, you to us for the next hour. And joining us also, we have um, both these ladies I consider good friends and colleagues, um, but we have joining Susan Guthrie, Duncan Guthrie. Um, who is an attorney mediator as well, um, 
but she's also vice chair of the American Bar Association Dispute Resolution Section and is doing making waves in the mediation community, which you'll hear a little bit more about later today. Um, but Susan, how are you this morning? I'm so delighted to be here with you, Angela, and with you, Jennifer. Yes, and you are in Central Standard Time, right, this morning? Normally I am in <laughs> Chicago, but I'm actually in Michigan this morning, so okay. I'm, in the, I'm in Eastern Standard Time. Okay, and how's the weather? Is it starting to enter into spring, or are you still in the heart of winter? I have to sadly say we are still in the heart of winter, but <laughs> but I see signs. I see signs. Little things are coming up through the ground. Yes, the same here in California. We've had a, a real winter this season, so um, you have not missed anything, Susan, by not being in California this year. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Thank you, to, um, ladies, for joining us this morning. Um, when we come forward, I will more formally introduce our two guests, two women that I admire who are on the cutting edge in the mediation conflict resolution and alternative dispute resolution are the ADR world. And um, you're going to enjoy hearing from them and learning all about mediation and conflict resolution this morning in the lawsuit and litigation context. So don't turn that dial. Stay tuned. T call a friend, call a family member, download our app. You're tuned into KBLA Talk 1580. This is The Legal Lens with Angela Show. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. This is the Legal Lens Show with Angela Redock Wright, and that was Beyonce Love on Top, one of my absolute favorite songs. In fact, we had it as a entry song for my uh, wedding over 10 year about 10 years ago. And so thank you, our guest Susan Guthrie, Duncan Guthrie for her recommendation of that song. For those of you who followed the show from week to week, you know we like to play some of the favorite songs and artists of our guests. And so thank you, Susan and Jennifer. We also look forward to playing a couple of, one or two of your favorite songs as well. So we are talking about mediation and conflict resolution in ADR, or also known as alternative dispute resolution this morning, particularly in the context of lawsuits and litigation. And to help us with this discussion, we have two women um, in celebration of Women's History Month. And also this past week was California Mediation Week. So we thought we would merge the two topics by bringing together two female leaders in this work um, and, you know, and celebrate them as women who are leaders in this work, but also bring a focus on a topic that we have not really had a chance to have on our show yet. And I'm excited because it's what I do every day as an employment mediator, um, but we just hadn't had a chance to cover it. So I'm glad to have these two guests to help us kick off our first and hopefully um, future series about mediation and what it means. Our first guest is Jennifer Tarando. Um, Jennifer is admitted to the State Bars of California and Illinois, and she ha has been a practicing attorney for a number of years. And before becoming an attorney, she was a nurse, a clinical nurse based in Cleveland and Los Angeles. And so she combined her love for healthcare along with her desire to become an attorney and mediator 
and now mediates in the healthcare um, area along with other areas. Jennifer serves as a mediator in litigated cases involving medical, legal, and health law issues. She is active in many professional organizations and currently serves as the president of an organization that's near and dear to my heart, the Southern California Mediation Association. Welcome again, Jennifer. Uh, Thank we, you, Angela. We also have joining us Susan Guthrie, who I first came to know when we both served on the board of the Southern California Mediation Association many years ago. Um, and she continued even after I was um, had finished my term as president. Um, Susan, after more than 20 years as a named partner in a leading law firm in Connecticut, followed by establishing her own boutique family law and mediation practice in 2012, she in the past two years has transitioned into one of the leading family collaborative and mediation trainers in the world and regularly works with and consults with divorce professionals and attorneys in growing and marketing their mediation practices and for a happier and healthier life, which I love. Um, she is currently the vice chair of the American Bar Association's section of dispute resolution. And we send a shout out to our dear friend, Anna Sumble, who is the pre president elect of that section as well. And Susan is an internationally known and well-regarded as an expert in online mediation and is well-decorated, both of them with awards and many other achievements. So welcome, Susan. Hi, Angela. <laughs> so let me start with Jennifer. Jennifer, what inspired you to become a mediator? Sure. So as an attorney, I had represented both plaintiffs, the, um, the person who files the lawsuit and defendants. And it really gave me this unique perspective of how each of these parties sort of privately have the same thoughts regarding the stress of litigation, the concern about going to trial, and just really the unknown that, that sits in their life as long as there's a lawsuit there. And really, in almost all instances, I realize both sides have similar concerns and interests about really, I always hear they want to resolve the matter and, you know, move forward with their life. And so I really thought, realizing that both parties approach the conflict with the, sort of the same stress. Mm -hmm. I really saw mediation as an opportunity to promote communication between the parties and get the case resolved because I truly believe that's what they all want. I love that. An opportunity to promote communications. I wrote that down. I'm going to use that. <laughs> and so, um, Jennifer, okay. <laughs> tell us, I gave some insights in the introduction, but give us a little more insight in terms of your own practice and what you do every day. Sure. I, and I, I think you use the term, too. I always use the phrase, all things medical legal. And with my uh, background in nursing and um, most of the cases I, I work on um, have something, have a medical legal tie-in. And I find that my understanding of um, medical conditions and medical records, but also sort of the delivery of patient care. Um, I, I work night shifts as a as a nurse during law school, so the relationships and hierarchies between physicians and staff and residents and attending physicians and just how healthcare is really delivered um, gives me a unique perspective to have the parties to the mediation feel very heard mm -hmm. and allows me to be a bridge for the parties. And so I will work on. Um, cases um, where there's been um, allegations of med negligent medical care or an accident, there's injuries, 
disputes between medical entities such as laboratories, nursing homes, um, cases between nursing homes and the state where the nursing home has been fined, and um, physician employment issues. So different types of cases. I do, um, so happy to have Susan here, who is she's an expert, and I'm going to let her talk about this, but the majority of the cases I mediate are online. I found that, um, and this is all post-COVID, that parties really, it's very comforting um, for them to be able to sign in from their home. So um, I'm still currently doing most cases online. Okay, wonderful. And I just admire anyone who works in the healthcare field. We know healthcare professionals have been on the front lines these last few years with COVID. Um, in your industry, healthcare law are all things medical legal. Is is mediation a popular alternative to litigation? Is it always considered go to mediation first before you litigate or continue with litigation? Oh, I wish. I wish it was mediation <laughs> before litigation. <laughs> I think that the current state is is litigation and then mediation, uh, entering litigation, I mean by filing a lawsuit and beginning the litigation process, and right. then mediation enters as a way to resolve the litigation prior to trial. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm seeing it in physician employment contracts and other places. I'm seeing mediation clauses, which um, demand mediation before uh, a lawsuit is filed. So I'm, I'm optimistic, but we're, I don't think we're there quite yet. Right, right. And all of us who do mediation in our everyday work, we have the same sentiment. Wow, if you all just knew the power of mediation and resolving your yeah. differences pre-litigation, that that is so empowering. So we definitely all are trying to get that message out, which is why this show is so important today. So Susan, um, let's have our listeners learn a little bit more about you. What inspired you to become a mediator and tell us a little bit about your everyday work? Yeah, and first, Angela, let me just reiterate what Jennifer was saying and what you just said. I think it's so important that we are talking about mediation. And so I'm so delighted and thank you for having me on to help raise some awareness. Um, because it's interesting, I have been an attorney in the family law field for about 32 years. And when I went to school to become a lawyer, they didn't even talk about mediation in school. So I, you know, went into a, a pretty typical litigation type practice, which I think many of your listeners, if they've faced divorce or had family members go through divorce, it might be what they think of as the divorce process, mm -hmm. both parties getting an attorney, going to court. And I did that for about 20 years and realized that that really didn't have wonderful outcomes for the families that I was helping to restructure through that process right. because it's so divisive and adversarial. So I really transitioned to mediation as a way to better help families, much as Jennifer said, find new ways to communicate so that they can go forward in a better way mm -hmm. beyond the divorce process. Yes. And what does your practice look like every day or what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, you know, so it's it's transitioned quite a bit for me as well in the past several years. But um, I have been working online with clients for about eight or nine years now. And so I spend my day very much sitting at the computer and working with either a couple who are going through a divorce or a couple and their teams. And that might be their family law attorneys, their financial professionals, their um, mental health or coaching professionals uh, in, a, in a collaborative process 
to help them work through the issues and resolve those issues of their divorce. Right, right. And in the family law area, is mediation a popular alternative to litigation or as a part of the litigation process, mediation is included? Yeah, no, I I honestly have seen even in the 12 or 15 years that I've been mediating a huge rise in the number of couples who approach mediation, um, as you were just talking about, as their first choice, Mm -hmm. as um, the way to go through divorce, as opposed to filing that lawsuit. So I see a lot of positive trends Mm -hmm. and COVID and the pandemic with the courts being closed certainly pushed people toward mediation and other resources uh, when they didn't have the courts available to them, which ended up being, if I can call it, a silver lining yes. of, of that time. Right, right. Well, and Susan, we're definitely going to come back to online dispute resolution and your work in that area. But before we continue, let's do some, you know, lay a little more foundation for our conversation. Jennifer, we have a, a couple of minutes before our first commercial break here, but can you help define for our listeners what is mediation, particularly when we talk about it in the litigation or pre-litigation or lawsuit context? Sure, sure. I think in in the most general terms, it is when a neutral third party, the mediator, uh, facilitates communication and or negotiation between the parties who are in conflict or who are parties to a lawsuit with the goal of reaching a settlement. Indeed. And And you you referenced a neutral mediator. Who is that person normally? What type of background do they normally have or may they have? Well, they they definitely have mediation training. In in the area of litigated cases, I I would say they tend to be attorneys who have um, gone on to um, undergone extensive mediation training to be able to facilitate the conversations between the parties. Right. And sometimes, oh, go ahead, Jennifer. I was just going to say in some of my favorite, like when I talk about what is mediation, I love to just throw in like a a little handful of benefits that it's typically less expensive than trial Mm -hmm. and that parties really, it's confidential and that parties determine the outcome, which I think is one of the most important um, things to understand about mediation that you'll, um, you'll define what the settlement is versus the judge or the jury as it goes to trial. Right, right. And, and to that end, it gives certainty. I always see in my mediations, like today you can walk yes. away knowing exactly what the outcome is at versus, as you said, you know, you never know how a jury's going to decide. You may think they'll decide in your favor, but you'd never know. Or, you know, if a judge is hearing your case, you never know where a judge is going to come down as well. Um, Susan, did you want to add anything in this last minute about what mediation is? and who are mediators in the litigation context? Well, one of the things I think is special about mediation is that although many mediators have a legal background, you're talking to all three of us do here, but as you mentioned, Jennifer has a background in the medical field as a nurse. Um, Many of the mediators that I work with in the family law arena, some are mental health professionals, some are financial professionals, and I love that we can have a dichotomy of professionals available to people so they can find the mediator, the neutral who is best suited or team of neutrals to help them through their issues. 
Indeed, indeed. Thank you, ladies. You've given some great insights already. I can't wait to continue our conversation following our first set of commercials here. You are tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the Legal Lens with Angela show. And today we're talking about mediation, conflict resolution, and alternative dispute resolution with attorneys and mediators, Jennifer Tarando and Susan Guthrie. You don't want to miss this show. Stay tuned. And that is Blinding Lights with The weekend. Um, we ask our guests to provide us their favorite songs and artists for the show. So we'd like to thank um, Jennifer Toronto for that recommended song by The weekend. You're tuned into KBLA Talk 1580. This is The Legal Lens Show with Angela. And today we are talking about mediation in the litigation, litigation context, conflict resolution, and alternative dispute resolution. Our two guests are leaders in this field, both attorney mediators Jennifer Tarando and Susan Duncan Guthrie. Um, Let's continue with Jennifer. Um, Jennifer, what types of cases are mediated and how does mediation work? You kind of referenced that you're doing most of your mediations online now, but maybe clue our listeners in into, you know, before COVID, how we all would be around conference tables and now that sort of moved to online and then how a day of mediation or half day of mediation, what that looks like. So what type of cases are mediated, Jennifer? Sure. I I think really any dispute can be mediated, but um, lawsuits are mediated in in the civil arena. Um, Whenever someone is bringing a suit for money, um, Susan's specialty, divorce cases and custody cases and landlord-tenant cases, consumer merchant cases, cases between businesses, so really, any time there's a dispute there, I think there's a potential for mediation. Okay. How does mediation work? <clears throat> um, moving to your, to your second question, is there, there's, two, there's two like buzzwords around mediation. I would say there's the joint session where mm-hmm. everybody, all of the parties in the mediator are in the same room together. And if it's online, it, so originally before COVID, everyone at a, in a conference room at a table together. And now, um, post-COVID, that's or or online, we are still mediating in person in some instances. So we'll still be in that conference room, but online, that is everybody in the same room um, on um, an app such as Zoom, and Zoom. And typically, the mediator will greet everybody and kind of give everyone the ground rules for mediation. And the mediator, I think, in talking with your mediator before you do mediation, is going to help the parties to to decide whether they will have a joint session or the other buzzword is a caucus. And that's where the mediator is in the room with just one party. So the the parties will be separated and the mediator will move back and forth between the two rooms. So you have the two sort of setups, either joint session or caucus. You'll have the mediator greet everyone either in joint session or caucus. And by meeting with the mediator beforehand, they will help the parties decide what is best for them to all be together or to be separate. And also throughout the day, the mediator is going to be meeting with the parties in joint session or caucus. And sometimes it'll be joint session and then it'll move to caucus and then it'll move back to joint session. But the mediator is there to help the parties to decide what, what will work best for them. And in, in a kind of a nutshell, the, the mediator will assist the parties to identify what issues and interests need to be discussed and resolved during the day and then assist the parties with communication and negotiation until they reach a solution or a settlement. 
Yes. And the settlement could, it's generally some type of monetary settlement, um, at least in the work that I do, employment law cases, or it could be other issues. So for example, this week, uh, we saw that LAUSD workers went on strike and the mayor, Mayor Karen Bass, stepped in to mediate that situation. I understand they have a tentative agreement, but that's an agreement around working uh, wages, hours and conditions and other benefits. So um, the mediator, as Jennifer said, will help the parties define what their end goal is, whether it's monetary or some other type of um, items that are being negotiated. Susan, that's a good transition to you. So with COVID-19, it's changed the world just in so many ways. But one of them has been, you know, in our work now, um, not just in the mediation context, so much is done online. And I remember when we both were uh, on the board for the Southern California Mediation Association, we had a board retreat, I believe it was in Long Beach. And I remember walking with you and you were even before COVID or anything like this was anticipated, you were already talking about and doing training on online dispute resolution. And I remember just being so in awe. And I think we all were in awe that someone was talking about this because we could never conceive a situation where our industry of mediation and ADR would move into online. So give us a little insight about how we got here and the power and impact online dispute resolution has had in, in changing the face of mediation. I love that question. And I remember that walk, yep. Angela, when you and I were talking <laughs> about that. And it's interesting because if we had not had the pandemic where people, professionals and the public were forced to find different avenues to resolve conflict when we couldn't be all together, um, as you were just talking about in conference rooms or courthouses. I don't know that online dispute resolution or doing mediations through video conferencing would have become as acceptable and the norm as it was today. But in many ways, it has been a very positive transition, both for professionals and I think more importantly, for the public who have the conflicts and need access to ways to resolve those conflicts. And today, as, as you've been talking about, it's very, very common that at least one or more of the participants in a mediation or other process of dispute resolution will be, beam, I call it beaming in remotely, right? They'll be sitting at a computer somewhere. And it's really given people a great deal more convenience mm -hmm. in the ability to schedule. They don't have to travel. They can access professionals from all over the country, even the world, who can help them. And it gives them more options. So in many ways, this has been a very beneficial trend for both our industry and again, the public. And do you think we're going back? I mean, from what I can tell, everyone, for the most part, likes online, wants to continue in that direction, the attorneys and the parties that they represent. Yeah, I don't think there's any going back. Mm -hmm. um, because even for the professionals, I have some you know, I trained about 25,000 or so professionals during COVID how to do what we do online. And I hear from them still to this day, and the vast majority of them love the convenience and the ease of being online and the other, there's an, a myriad of benefits. 
even the ones that are not sure they love being online are finding the public really likes to be online because that's, as you said earlier, that's where we live our lives now. Mm -hmm. We're working from home. We're doing this, this radio remotely, you know, radio show. So, so much of our lives is based upon being able to beam into other locations and the technology just continues to come. Right, right. Well, we could talk all day about online dispute resolution and the process and how it works, but we have a caller this morning who we are are so happy to have. Um, Tanya, are you there? What's your question? Thank you for calling. Good morning. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? We can. We can. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Good morning. I just had a couple questions uh, regarding mediation. First, how does the uh, parties, how do the parties actually find a mediator and agree upon them? And then the second thing really is the personality. What are the characteristics you as a mediator really must possess in order to maintain neutrality? Two great questions. And that voice sounds super familiar. I think that's my friend. My like, we're third. I won't, I won't age us, Tanya, but good to hear your voice. And thank you so much for calling this morning. Um, Susan or Jennifer, who wants to take the first stab at that question? How do you find a mediator? And what are the characteristics of a great mediator? It is a good question. (laughs) And, and, you know, the first thing that occurs to me is one of the best ways uh, to find a good mediator is to start asking family, friends, and colleagues Mm -hmm. who may have used mediation in the past. Often people will have a recommendation for someone that they worked with. But another wonderful way would be to contact your local mediation organizations. You've mentioned Southern California Mediation Association, which all three of us are members of, um, the American Bar Association, those are also great ways to get referrals to people who might be able to help you in your area, whether that be your physical area or the area of law that your particular issues fall under, whether it be family law, health, employment, et cetera. Right. And if you're working with an attorney, usually your attorney will have recommendations for folks that they consider to be good mediators for that particular field. When we return and when we come forward, we're going to continue answering Tanya's question. What are the characteristics of a great mediator? And maybe Jennifer can help pick up on that question. Stay tuned. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. And that's Lenny Kravitz. Are you going to go my way? Thank you, Susan, for recommending that song. We're talking mediation in the litigation and lawsuit context this morning. And Never enough time, uh, but we're going to try to cover as much ground in these last two segments as possible. Tanya, thank you again for calling in. You asked the question, what are the characteristics of a great mediator? Jennifer, do you want to take that question? Sure, I'd love to. That's a great question. I would say the main, some of the main characteristics would be just somebody who's very neutral, so they don't take any size in the mediation and they can listen to facilitate communication. I think one of the biggest things is to not always talk, but to be able to listen and to hear what the parties really um, need and then to help the parties communicate that to one another. And maybe some other characteristics I would think are creative um, because sometimes you have to get creative both to get to a resolution to come up with some new types of resolution or just to um, reframe things for the parties. And a big one that I always 
think are the two P's, patience and persistence. So mm-hmm. you need to be patient because it takes a while, but you also, you should never give up because most cases do eventually resolve. Great answer, Jennifer. Thank you. And Susan, that kind of ties into you. You have your own podcast and I noticed you have a topic coming up about um, diversity and mediation and presumably how important that is. But that's a characteristic. Having mediators from diverse backgrounds and experiences can give us a little insight about that and what to expect from that show. Yeah, I love that. It actually just launched and it's on my show, the Make Money Mediating Podcast. And you're 100% right, Angela, it is very important that we have mediators and professionals from a broad range of backgrounds so that we have an inclusive cadre of people who are there to support our folks who are going through the legal issues and through the conflicts. You know, we have to remember that mediation, just as law is, it's really a service profession. We're providing services to people. And the population is not homogenous. It is people coming with all of their different perspectives and backgrounds. And we need to have and do better as a profession when we have a broad range and a diverse group of professionals. So it's very important in our field, I think for us to be diverse and inclusive. Right, right. Now, I just, I had a friend that recently went to mediation in an employment case, and she, you know, she has a great attorney, and I believe they had selected a great mediator, uh, but she had a lot of fears about mediation, didn't know what to expect. And I imagine many are in that that pool when they're going to their first mediation. Um Jennifer, what advice would you, one or two pieces of advice would you give to someone who's going to mediation or possibly has a fear of the process? I think the most important one is is almost one of the characteristics that we just talked about of of a mediator, Um, really that the mediator is neutral and the mediator is there to facilitate communication. And so I think um, individuals should enter mediation that they can trust their mediator, that they, that because it's a confidential process, they should feel comfortable to voice their concerns if there's something that they um, are concerned about, either the process or in their case, and they want to sort of bounce that off the mediator. They should be comfortable to do that because right. now is the time, and these productive conversations are really what can lead to the resolution. And then just another quick advice is I always say there's, Statistics out there, they vary, but, you know, 98 to 99% of cases actually settle without going to trial. So before too much money has been spent on your case, please try mediation. Yes. And Susan, do you have a quick piece of advice? Yeah, I think mediation is a wonderful place to remember that as the client, you have the most important voice in the room. And so when you are in the process, it is your opportunity, if you are feeling unsure or have questions, to voice those. That is what your mediator is there for. Part of our job is to educate the parties and the participants and to make sure that they are fully supported. And so it's a wonderful place if you're feeling uh, insecure to get that support that you need. Such great information. Thank you, ladies. You're tuned into KBLA Talk 1580. Come forward with us as we close out this show. 
And that is Bruno Mars, Uptown Funk, another one of my favorites. Thank you, Susan, for recommending that song. So we're closing out our show on mediation, alternative dispute resolution, conflict resolution in the litigation context. Our guests have given us great insights. Um, Jennifer, um, in just about a minute or so, tell us about Southern California Mediation Association, where you serve as president and how people can follow you and the work of the organization. And then, Susan, I'm going to come to you for the American. American Bar Association as well. Jennifer? Sure. Just quickly. Um, yes, I'm here. Just quickly. SCMA is um, a professional organization whose mission is to nurture, expand, and develop the practice, profession, and community of mediation. And that being said, I think it really serves as a place of community building to encourage um, mediators and people involved in mediation. There's great educational events. And um, SCMA is really growing and moved to more of an online presence post-COVID. And it's a, it's a really wonderful place made of wonderful people. And thank you for your leadership. And Susan, tell us about your podcast and the American Bar Association and how we can follow you. Yeah, thank you, Angela. So the American Bar Association section of dispute resolution is the largest organization of dispute resolution professionals in the country. And it's really professionals uh, that are from all different walks of life. You do not need to be an attorney to be a member of that section. And much as Jennifer was saying about our beloved SCMA, the ABA DR section also is there to support professionals in being the best that we can be and doing the best for our clients that we can do. So we're just getting ready for our spring conference, which is going to be in Vegas coming up in May. And I'm looking forward to seeing a, a lot of uh, colleagues and friends there. Um, and if anybody would like more information about me or the podcast, they can find them all at divorceinabetterway.com. That's got both my podcasts and, and ways to contact me. Wonderful. Thank you, Jennifer Tarando and Susan Dun Duncan Guthrie, for all that you do in our mediation and conflict resolution. Thank you for coming on our show this morning. You share such great information, and I definitely would love to have you back at another time. And thank you, Tanya, and to our listening audience for joining in and hearing about this very important subject. We can't do this show without you and we hope you'll tune in again next week. Following me, we have Talk Tech to Me with Cassie Betts. Um, she's great, so you definitely want to listen to her show. Until then, I wish you love and light and kindness to everyone. Show kindness to everyone. And I leave you with the words of Dorothy Height in this Women's History Month, who is a famous civil rights and woman activist. And she celebrated her birthday in heaven this week. She would have been 111 years old. She said, greatness is not measured by what a man or woman accomplishes, but by the opposition he or she she has overcome to reach her goals. So keep reaching for your goals, folks. Until next time, and I'll see you next week at the same time, same bat channel. KBLA Talk 1580. This is The Legal Lens with Angela Redock Wright Show, and we're signing off.